Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023, and this is episode 553 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defining norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled ADHD and Homesteading, and today I'll be talking about some simple strategies to help com combat ADHD, ADD, or even just that polymath mind uh, like I have. I don't claim that I have attention deficit disorder, but I definitely um, I definitely hop around a lot with my thoughts. I, uh, I don't mean to make light of the, the serious condition that is, uh, but uh, yeah, I think the strategies that I've, I've thought about to help myself could help others in that situation. And so we'll talk about that today. But first, let's grab that cup of coffee, catch up with what's going on and have a little chat. We will dive into the topic in just a minute. Good morning, Hanging Laundry. How are you? Um, getting ready for a trip to the big city. Won't be chatting, but listening. Uh, <laughs> you're scatterbrained. Yeah, I mean, we... Um, we all have um, we all have our issues, I guess is some is one way to put it. Good morning, Hunter. Hunter said, like, how big is the spectrum? Yes, exactly, exactly. I think we all have um, we can all point to tendencies in our in our personalities and our behaviors and our thoughts that uh, can lend us to having difficulties uh, staying on task. I think a lot of it has come from uh electronics and things down those issues and <laughs> issues <laughs> oh pip good morning pip good morning msu rifle how we doing yeah i think that the attention span has, has really dropped um significantly across the board so when we talk about the talk about these conditions of when they when we were when i was younger i guess 80s 90s Early 2000s, it uh, has progressed to be uh, the norm almost, uh, the bouncing around the, the um, from topic to topic, from job to job, not career, but uh, task to task. And so, I don't know, short format, uh, short format content can uh, really be a disaster. So, but we'll get that, get to that in a little bit. Uh, what do I have on the coffee chat oh, list today? All right. All right. First thing on the list is Telegram and Telegram um, scammers and spammers and things of that nature. If you are on Telegram, if you are on Telegram, I will never, I will never, ever, 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 never, ever send you a message and ask you for money or Bitcoin, specifically Bitcoin. I won't ask you for Bitcoin. We may have a discussion. We may talk about something. If I need Bitcoin from you, we'll, we will have a deep, long discussion about it. I will never send you a random message and ask for, um, for Bitcoin. Um, don't send me any if I do. Uh, it looks as though scammers are getting pretty uh, in-depth and spoofing usernames. My username would be spoofable. Um, what's going on is uh, just like phishing emails, things like that. 
Um, MSU Rifle says the bail wasn't for you. Exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't be reaching out on Telegram uh, to get my bail money. Uh, what they're doing is taking and seeing usernames that are um, that have a like an L in a lowercase L in the username and they're using an uppercase I, uh, things like that. Similar looking screen names uh, to people you know. They're looking at their friends list and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it gets um, it gets a little confusing. But don't give anybody any fucking Bitcoin if it's me asking for it. I will contact you other ways. I will say, give me your phone number and I will call you. Verify. Verify. You're on the interwebs. Make sure you uh, make sure you take care of yourself. Um, Hunter was, says he's wondering about fake wallets last night i was wondering if that's possible um what do you need what uh elaborate a little bit on that in the comments i'm not sure what you mean by fake wallets but anyway uh hanging laundry says i only ask in broken english broken english and uh, i say good day friends i'm new to this platform and just looking to make friends can i share an investment opportunity with you <sighs> jesus they uh yeah so they're they're really upping their game i think the the random investment opportunities have uh have really dried up i think the words out and they're not getting getting as much um as much follow through as they'd like so now they're scamming on actual um actual screen names and stuff so just beware just beware um might have hurt a little bit yesterday might have hurt for somebody a little bit yesterday. Not not my screen name, but uh, somebody somebody I heard through the grapevine um, might have got nailed. So I just wanted to put that out there since my screen name is my full name, my user handle, and there is an L in there. I just want to let you guys know. Uh, anybody that listens to me, if you give if you give somebody Bitcoin on Telegram in a random message and they just send you a fucking wallet address. You deserve you deserve to send it to somebody because it isn't me. Uh, hopefully, you listen to the show and uh, and you don't get stung. You don't get stung. So, yeah, that is uh, number one on the list. Priority was to get that out there. So, don't send me Bitcoin. I mean, send me Bitcoin. Don't send me Bitcoin if I ask you in a Telegram message randomly. I mean, feel free to send me uh, Sats on Fountain. Uh, tip me in the chat. Or whatever you want. If you really, really, really need to send me Bitcoin, uh, I, I reach out. I'll give you an address. I'm more than I'm more than happy to take it from you, but uh, I won't be out there peddling and asking. So, um, Hunter says, I saw an ad talking about getting 10% bonus if you use it. Bad vibes off that. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, I think if you circle back to the episode I did on uh, wallets and custodial and non-custodial wallets, I think your answer is right there. I think any any wallet that is um, this custodial is, uh, or excuse me, non-custodial is. Uh, is a risk at some point 
but it's all it's all about feel. Like you had bad vibes on it, so you didn't do it. That's that's usually the right call for sure, for sure. Uh, if it's too good to be true, then it probably is. So uh, let's see what else we got going on. So the Telegram scammer. Um, last night I get uh, I get woken up in the middle of the night, not because I should have been. Uh, I should have been woken up, but I just randomly had some light shine in my eyes from the other room. If you are a new listener, Corey and I sleep in separate uh, separate compartments here in the in the camper uh, because I do karate and snore uh, and in my sleep. So she she got sick of getting beat up and and uh, not sleeping at all. So we we uh, we made separate bedrooms on either end of the camper. Well, last night I, I have a light coming in through the whole camper and it's like piercing my eyes. And I, I open my eyes and I look back and Corey's in the back awake. And I'm like, oh, what's going on now? Randomly, our St. Bernard's, you know, every once in a while they get upset tummy or uh, they, they fail to empty their bladder when they went out. And they have an accident in the camper. And it definitely needs to be cleaned up immediately because in a small space like that with a big dog, you can imagine what happens. So I figured that something like that happened. I'm barely awake. I got my eyes open. And then all of a sudden I, I see her light click off. And I was like, okay, all right, well, I will, um, I will uh, just, that <laughs> says it's UFO. <laughs> I was like, I'll just fall back asleep. Like I didn't wake up enough. It was just like kind of the light in your eyes and you wake up and you're like, oh my God, what's going on? And then I just went back to sleep. Well, this morning I'm like, hey, what was going on? Were you up in the middle of the night or was I dreaming? Or was it UFOs like Pip suggested? And she uh, she says, no, uh, last night I randomly broke out in hives. Like what? She's like, yeah, here, check these pictures out. She like woke up in the middle of the night. She had a little itch on her leg and she felt it. And it was like a bump. And then there was another one and then another one. And then they were spreading. And they were like localized, I would say. I mean, there was legs and uh, it just like from from the waist to the knee. And they kept growing. She's like, what the hell? And she ends up taking Benadryl, double dose of Benadryl. She slept really good the rest of the night. But uh Took some Benadryl and they started to to go away. They don't look too horrible this morning, but no idea where they came from or why they were growing so fast. And I was like, why didn't you wake me up? <laughs> I don't know. I was going to if they got any bigger. She's like, I did look up where the closest emergency room was. I said, you were concerned enough to you were concerned enough to look up the local emergency room, but not concerned enough to walk 20 feet into the front of the camper and wake me up. <laughs> She says, well, what would you be doing? Just sitting here staring at my ass? I didn't think that would be a bad thing to do at, uh, at 1.30 in the morning. So, I mean, I think next time she should definitely wake me up and uh, and let me know what the hell was going on. But all is good so far here. All is good. Um, they look better. They feel better. She's, she feels like she's still dosed with... Um, dosed with Benadryl, so she's not sure. She's not sure what's going on. She took him at two in the morning. <laughs> she took him at two in the morning. So, well, yeah, it was about 1.30. I think I ended up looking at my phone. It was about 1.30. So she's got um, she's got about three more, four more hours, and then we'll see if these hives come back. Hunter said that's just, that's just good planning on her part. 
looking up the emergency room. Yeah, because if I came out of a dead sleep, she's like, take me to the hospital. I'd be like, where? <laughs> I'd be on my way somewhere in the wrong direction, I'm sure. But yeah, she's good like that. She is definitely good like that. She survived. Uh, uh, next on this list, uh, man, I got uh, another day in with uh, my friends Norman and Herschel working on their working on their roof over at their place here real close. So glad I met those guys at Tim's workday and um, up at uh, up at SRF, spent the weekend with them and they needed some help because it's been really, it's been um, educational. It's been a good hard work, uh, good hard work days. Uh, and it feels great to do physical work again. I uh, I told Tim about it when, when he was in town that, um, that when I would go out to work on the property, uh, Delinquent's Gully, I would just uh, work when I was there by myself. When I was with Corey, we liked to spend the time outside together and we would work together at a slower pace and enjoy it. Um, the few days before Tim showed up, I really wanted to bust out some, some clearing and things like that. Uh, and so I would just grab the uh, machete. Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't know if you guys could hear that, but that dog literally just drank a gallon of water out of his bowl. It's it's one of those things that uh, that gets going in your head, and it's just like, when is it going to stop? Like the dripping in the in the sink. But anyway, when I would go out to Tim's, I would just work until I was exhausted, sit down and rest for a second, and then work more. Uh, and it felt great at the end of the time. Like I could barely walk off the property, get in the truck and drive home. Like can't get out of the truck because I'm so sore. It felt good. It felt good to get back into doing that physical activity. Once I um, once I was done working my service tech job, I wasn't doing anything anymore. I shouldn't say I wasn't doing anything, but I wasn't doing anything physically. I take the dogs for a couple walks a day. Um, I, I try to, uh, get up and move around, but, uh, sitting at the, sitting at the desk, prepping podcasts, doing online stuff, making my website, shit like that is not physically straining at all. And, um, getting over and helping them with the roof, pulling shingles, picking up shingles, um, all the stuff we've been doing for the last, uh, it was about three out of the last four days or so. I've been over there working with them. Uh, it's. It's felt great. Uh, it's felt great to get. Um... <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's great to feel sore, sore muscles, and uh, to be able to to expend that energy feels great. So, morning, Kyle. How we doing? Back with Butcher. Um, Hanging laundry says greetings to all off camera or all, all greetings to all covers off the chat here. <laughs> I was. I don't know. I can't read this morning either. It's 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 uh, it's a rough one. Um, let's see. Gonna take today. I got to prep for my trip this weekend. Heading out to North Carolina to do a couple property consults to look at uh, some sites that are probably pretty ripe for uh, for hip camp. And uh, I'm excited to get out there see them. I've been poking into the area, the general general area, and I think there's a lot of draw there. I think there's a great pool of um, pool of people to draw from within a, a reasonable distance to drive. I think it'd be a really good sites. So 
I'm excited to get out there this weekend and get eyes on it, get some measurements, get some pictures, and then formulate a plan for one or both of the properties to uh, to make some side income. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in, um, in an in-person consult, you're going to have to be within a day of where we are at. Uh, I am taking, taking um, names and locations of people. And as they line up and I can go and get more than one on a route to save me and some people some money, I, um, I will do that. But if you're interested and you're in Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, probably all the states underneath Tennessee, what is that, Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, Missouri, anything around Tennessee, I think would be reasonable within a day. So if you uh, if you're interested and have me take a look in person, shoot me a message. Otherwise, I can do things virtually with uh, Google Maps and photos from you, descriptions and things like that. So it is possible remotely. It is obviously better in person. Um, Jesus, Kyle. Kyle says, how about in a person instead of in person? Only when I come to New Hampshire. Only when I come to New Hampshire. <laughs> Excuse me. So that trip is this weekend. And uh, excited to get out there, get that done and back. It's uh, it's going to be a whirlwind turnaround. Uh, driving out uh, Friday after the show and back Sunday late, like midnight, 1, 2 in the morning. And just knocking it out. So that should be... Um, that should be fun. And uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, Delinquent Gully. I wanted to say this. Uh, I meant to mention it when I was talking about um, talking about working out on the property there. Uh, Tim is doing a series on YouTube called Delinquent Gully Chronicles, I believe, is the, the full title. Uh, he released a preview uh, video uh, yesterday. It is up on his YouTube. He's going to be releasing a full episode uh, for the Delinquent Gully Chronicles every other Friday. I think in Canada, they say that every second Friday, I guess, um, is what the message said to me. I, I translated that into American as every other Friday. Uh, but every other Friday, starting this Friday, he's going to be releasing an episode about the property, starting with their journey to figure out where, how to buy down here in the U.S., uh, going through that whole process, and then as we develop it into uh, whatever it becomes. So I'm excited to be a part of that. Sounds like the first couple episodes going to be me and Tim and Carrie Brown after their first initial trip down here uh, to look at the property. So I'm excited to see that. You should, if you don't follow Tim, uh, definitely follow Toolman Tim's workshop over on uh, YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, wait until after the show to go check it out. But um, Delinquent Gully Chronicles. And I also will be having the Delinquent Gully playlist on our YouTube to uh, to get video up of uh, every time I'm out there working. So we're excited about the project. Tim's ex super excited. And once you saw, once we saw the progress after the workday, it was a game changer. It's so motivational to see the transformation. And uh, from the day Corey and I went out there and couldn't get off the road into the property without hunting for a path and then using a machete to kind of cut our way in, 
to seeing it now with an outhouse and uh and a cabin structure and a bunch of campsites is it's it's fantastic so i'm excited to keep going on it and he's excited to keep going on it and uh, it should be a great project long term for sure for sure good morning k bonk good morning digger how we doing guys uh thanks for coming and joining us and uh wow 20 minutes 20 minutes in Hunter says, is that going to be a separate channel? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Tim's doing it right on his, and mine is just a playlist on uh, and on on my full channel. So I'm hopefully going to do a playlist for each of the properties I do. Um, <laughs> I could only... Oh, are you driving? Hunter says he could only half pay attention. You driving or working? If you're working, just pay full attention to me and you can pay attention uh, to work after. <laughs> I, uh, I I plan to do a playlist for each of the properties I work on, uh, each of the uh, consults that I, or not consults, but uh, long-term projects that we have, uh, anything I'm doing physical work on or, uh, or, get, or am able to get video of. So I'm excited to do that. I think Tim is, is putting it on his main channel as a playlist. I could be wrong, but uh, I think the link he sent me was his channel. So anyway, let's get going to uh, ADHD and homesteading. But first I want to, uh, I want to talk about uh, something I'm excited about. I, I was able to talk to Nicole, uh, Nicole sauce from living tree in Tennessee and through working with SRF and everything, I ended up with uh, an affiliate status with her online video courses. Uh, I, it was it was for the F SRF digital pass. As I was getting the links, I was looking at all the other videos there and what a wealth of information there is. If you're getting into homesteading or you already have a farm rolling and could use some awesome resources, I suggest you check out her um, her Podia page. It's uh, it's where she can do e-learning classes and then replays of all of those. Um, it's a really nice catalog of these courses, and it will save. It'll likely save you way more money than you pay for the classes. You can check them out. The link is uh, in the video description, in the audio description, and I am going to drop it in the chat here in just a second if I can get it copied and pasted. Um, but my computer obviously doesn't want me to do it here today. Uh, but Nicole is, uh, yeah, awesome, awesome classes. So definitely check them out. Here we go. This will work. <laughs> Kyle says ADHD and homesteading and you didn't consult me. Yeah, I uh, I had enough to talk about for sure today with uh, me sitting here. I just asked my wife, what would you change about me when we were at the homestead? <laughs> what would you change? How would you change it to make it? more effective and uh man i had a laundry list of shit that came out that uh that was already on my list and then i added a few things so hunter asked can i buy a single class i believe so um hunter i think she has so she has uh all the individual classes and then she has a um getting started in homesteading i think it was uh homesteading let me look here real quick i have it pulled up um, build your smart homestead, uh, first year garden success, homesteader starting pack, uh, how to cure meat, intro to cheese making, preserve it, overview and water bath canning, pressure canning, uh, self-reliance festival, smart homesteader planner, um, smart homestead plan bundles, 
Uh, success with poultry and a victory garden in, are the current classes up. So I think that, that is a definite wide range of topics and uh, all of them could be beneficial. Backwoods Butcher says a larger penis size would have made my homestead better. I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Anyway, let's go. Let's go with the topic. So ADHD and homesteading. I uh, I don't have ADHD. I don't have ADD. I don't have these. I'm not diagnosed. Um, it became a really popular term to use uh, for anyone that had any sort of attention problems, uh, short attention span, uh, just uh, uh, an active mind. Uh, I think a lot of us are probably borderline what originally would have been diagnosed as this um, back in, like I said, in the 80s or 90s. And um, and it's um, I think it's gotten worse, I think, with the advent of, like I said, social media, shorts, uh, doom scrolling, just rolling on social media, games on your phone, flashy things. Uh, but nothing is long and in-depth. Nobody's sitting down and reading a book. I shouldn't say nobody. Um, the average person isn't sitting down and reading a book and keeping that attention span for a half an hour or an hour. Um, it's boom, 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 boom on the phones. That's my theory, one of them. Um, but uh, <laughs> Pip says, yep, shove micro doses of meth to half the class to dull us down. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's it's kind of a, a big thing in getting into homesteading right now. I I have that polymeth brain that I'm always thinking of something else. I'm always always thinking of the next project while I'm doing the the current project. That hasn't changed since I moved off the farm. I'm always trying to be a little ahead, a little prepped for that next project, and sometimes it goes haywire especially um <laughs> Kyle says you tell him Brian fuck those books <laughs> I'm not saying that people should read books <laughs> I was saying exactly opposite of that Kyle <laughs> anyway um always trying to be a little prepped on that next project Sometimes it works great. There's situations that that's a phenomenal way to go. Uh, uh, doing things on the farm when we when we established our homestead, it was definitely not the way to go. <laughs> definitely not the way to go. We got ourselves in trouble. I shouldn't say we. I keep saying we. Um, me, me, me. I did it. I did it for sure. Um, so. I was very good at getting things close enough to done. Close enough to be functional. The chicken coops, the uh, the projects around the house, the 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 new the new enterprise we were ramping up. Get it functioning, get it close enough to done and then move on to the next thing because I was either bored or uh I needed a change, I I needed to move on. This could be a two-week project or a half-a-day project, and it just would be that way. Uh, there were definitely some things that I did finish 
um, here and there, but things were always almost complete. Complete enough, I think, is where uh, <laughs> Pip says it's not just good, it's good enough. <laughs> right, right, right. So I thought this would be a great, a great topic. And then I also had somebody kind of reach out and um, bounce some ideas off me for someone that they were working with that um, that could that, that that is in this space. Like we need to all help each other. And so it got me thinking about the topic. And so I just jotted down some things that I wish I had thought of some strategies that I wish I had used, probably will use going forward uh, if and when we settle down and start building things again, um, putting in multiple enterprises and things of that nature. So let me uh, let me just hit this list. We'll go through it and we'll see if any of these might help you. You probably already know them. <laughs> you probably already know most of them, uh, but uh, you might not have thought of them in this way. So the first thing I would say, if you're moving into this um, into this world, if you're moving, uh, you're buying your farm, you're you're getting set up, you're all excited. If you're like me, you've done years of research before you bought your farm, uh, and so you can't wait to get going. Can't wait to go. You can't wait to start doing something uh, physical. You can't start wait to start making changes and seeing progress. Uh, stop. Just stop. Uh, get on the property, observe the property. It's going to be there. Hopefully you're making a long-term decision. Hopefully this isn't a, um, uh, a race to the end. Stop and observe your property. Give it a few seasons. Give it a, uh, give it a year. A year is fantastic. A year uh, observing what's going on on your property uh, where the water flows, when it rains, where the sun shines, where you're going to want to walk every day and where you're not going to want to walk every day, um, where the prevailing wind is, how much snow you normally get. Watch it for a whole year cycle. Really observe what's going on. Keep your plans in your mind. Uh, keep them on paper. Draw, get a whiteboard, draw your property out. Take notes on what you're observing, but definitely stop and observe what's going on on your property. If you're moving there from any distance away, it's probably different. Even if you're moving there from down the road, you um, it might be different. The contours, where the water flows. I think the weather, the climate-ish um, should be the same if you're moving down the road. But we moved 90 miles north, and we were in a different uh, uh, USDA grow zone. Our dates, our frost dates, everything was different. We were only 90 miles north of where we were. So there was definitely, definitely uh, a need to stop and observe. We moved up in the middle of winter, so it was um, it would have been a long, long year to go through a whole summer and not do anything. And we did not do that. And we probably paid for it. Um, we probably paid for it in the functionality of our farm because I didn't stop and observe where everything actually should go and think it through. Um, Kyle says, I wish I knew now what I didn't know when I was a kid. I was not enough Ridland as a kid to put down a horse. But if I just started working out and more manual labor, I'd be fine. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Kyle says 20 minutes from them, they have a different snow index. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. So don't assume you know what you don't know. Uh, stop and observe. That is that is number one. Number one on the list is just slow down, stop. Everything doesn't have to be done now. Um, and I, I I put in my notes here, maybe a year, maybe a year. I mean, if you're in, if you're in for the long haul and you want to make it work, give it a year. Anything in that first year that you need to do, that you want to do, you feel compelled to do, do it portable, do it temporary. Uh, you can get chickens and make them portable. If you really need to get those chickens going, you want eggs, um, you're worried about uh, food production, things like that, and that's why you're hitting the farm, make it uh, temporary. Make it movable. Uh, do a tractor where you can drag it around. Do something like that. Don't build your chicken coop when you don't know where it needs to be in the end. Really figure it out. Uh, permaculture says, you know, you, you start from your doorstep and work your way out. Well, I don't think you want your chicken coop on your doorstep. So if you haven't worked your way out far enough that you want it to be, uh, man, you need some more time. You need some more planning. You need some more um, observing. Pip says year one, start trees. If you know where they need to go. I'm not a big fan of starting trees and cutting them down five years later. I think the year of growth you gain, you could probably save in money and headaches, cutting them down later if they're in the wrong spot. Maybe you decide to plant a tree that uh, after it gets about 14 feet tall, you're like, holy shit, that shades out most of my garden all, all summer. Don't ask me how I know that. My wife likes planting trees in the yard for sure. I mean, the garden was in the wrong spot to begin with. So that is, it's it, it definitely comes back to being my fault. I put the garden in the wrong spot. She put the tree in the right spot, right? <laughs> She's over there nodding her head. <laughs> in pots, yeah. Uh, trees in pots are fine. Um, nurseries, yeah. I mean, it is. It, it There are obvious places you can put things, uh, but you're going to want them most beneficial to you. And I think um, trees are next year. Backwood says trees are next year. I would say we we waited too long to plant trees, but we did them too soon, if that makes sense. <laughs> we needed to know more information. We could have got them in earlier, but we did that before the plan was formulated. So that, uh, that is one thing about getting trees in. Uh, and that's that's the next thing. Actually, the next couple of things on the list. Formulate a plan for your property. Make it, stick to it. Kyle says he's got a five-year plan. Yes, yes. Um, I'm talking maps. I'm talking what you want to do long-term, uh, end goals, uh, how things are going to interact. Look at your property in a holistic manner. Make sure everything um, works together, not against each other. Um, if you got a hill, make sure you use the hill to your advantage, not, uh, not against you. Like my whole farm was set up, not by my choosing, but when we bought it, everything was at the bottom of the hill. So the house was at the top of the hill, the barns and everything else were at the bottom of the hill. I had to walk up and down the hill every day instead of having it on the flat next to the house, things like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys oh hunter i gotta 
I'm going to star that for just a second and uh, and I'll ask her for sure. I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that for her, uh, but definitely get a plan on paper. Uh, maps are great for that. Uh, lists of projects, how the different things are interacting with each other will help you figure out what order they have to be done in. And along with that, the next thing on the list was find a, a mentor, find a consultant, find someone you can talk to that knows more than you, or at least knows different stuff than you. You never have to concede that they know more than you. They just know different things than you. If you're, uh, if you're a very proud person and you don't want help, just realize that people know more about other things than you. Get help. Have them look at the property, have them walk the property, share your notes with them, share your goals, your plans with them, share what you have already, let them look at it. Maybe they're going to see that uh, terracing, terracing gardens into a hill are, uh, is not the best idea, that maybe you should put it on the flat spot behind the garage that gets, that gets all the sun you could ever want. It's flat and, um, you know, walking up and down a hill, you're saving yourself a ton of work. And it's, uh, it doesn't look as cool, but uh, man, you'll be much happier. I wish I had done that. I wish I had done that. Uh, so definitely talk to people that know that are no more in that space than yourself and, and use and take their advice and really take their advice. I think you, you will kick yourself if you don't in the end, if they're knowledgeable. So <laughs> let me see. Hunter has a question for you. Corey, um, question about the lovely and talented wife. Does she live in the eye of the storm or are you both aware? Does she live in the eye of your storm, my storm, or are you both a whirlwind? <laughs> I love her. I love her. She says she thinks we're both a hot mess. We're perfect for each other. We spin in different directions, so we even each other out, I think. I don't know. She's a hurricane and I'm a monsoon or whatever the ones on the in the southern hemisphere are. Um, uh, hold on one second. Backwood says, me, Tim, and... Oh, scrambling. Talk to, uh, <laughs> your message says, me, Tim, and Brian talked about it last night. I was thinking, me. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't talk to you last night. I was sleeping uh, because I've taken uh, the time to build my pig set up right. I'm not worried about getting the pig set up for winter because it's now only opening two gates. Even if they aren't the best person, use their advice and think about it separately. Figure out what works best for you. Yeah. Uh, if you talk to whoever you can, uh, there you deep you. If you're going to talk to randomly, if you're going to talk to just anybody, be sure you kind of vet their information they give you. If you're consulting a professional uh, and if you if you need someone, um, reach out. I have some people in my network that could do uh, in-person and uh, remote consults that if you need help. Might not be close to you. Who knows? Who knows? I have a few sprinkled all over the country and I know a couple of them do remote um, remote looks. So. If you need help, reach out, reach out. Um, I'm on Telegram. I'll never ask you for Bitcoin, but uh, I am on Telegram. So getting a mentor uh, and a guide. Uh, here is an idea that uh, I was I was bouncing off someone. 
for someone that really needs the guidance that um, was like me that never, never fully completed a project before they went on to the next one, um, maybe an accountability uh, partner. Maybe it's that homestead person if they're willing to do it. But maybe there's a, a reward system in there. Maybe we're going to go back to when we were little kids and uh, you get a treat if you do the job. Maybe you get the plans for the next project once you demonstrate that you completed the first project. Uh, something like that. It, it might be an extreme example. It might be an extreme case. Uh, but know yourself, know your limitations and know what you need to make yourself successful. And that might be it. It might go up and into as far as that. Maybe uh, quarterly reviews with someone to make sure. Maybe monthly reviews with someone to make sure um, that you're on track. You're not skipping things. Because in a lot of these holistic approaches, things need to be done in a certain order. Or it just doesn't work. Um, when you look at the, the end goal, when I did at least, when I looked at the end goal, the end picture, I knew how all the pieces went together. I didn't necessarily realize that all the pieces had to go in in a certain order, too. I felt like they just all went together. Um, <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says, everything you do will not be as pretty as what you see on Instagram. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've had this conversation many, many, many times with, uh, with several different people. Um, what a homestead actually looks like what a working farm looks like um don't be a karen and Karen. <laughs> it's um man animals shit everywhere animals make stuff dirty and yeah it, insta homesteads um did not do anybody any favors for self-confidence and um and what what things need to look like the function. I'm not saying you can't have an Insta homestead. You can't have the ones that look beautiful. Um, if you have a job on top of your homestead, that's that's where that time comes in, in my opinion. Uh, I think the time spent making it look perfect to get it online is a whole job in itself on top of actually farming, which is not easy or uh, and is definitely time consuming. So uh, back to this, maybe definitely get that guide, get that mentor, uh, and go as far as maybe having them withhold, uh, projects is one thing. One thing that I found that I think could be very beneficial and it's almost like distracting yourself, but having lots of busy work projects, um, around to do when you need that shift, when you need that change of gears, when you're working on something and you need to work on something else and you have that that the desire to do something different, have a list of things that you can go do that are productive, but they're not essential to your plan. Things that aren't going to throw everything um, off kilter, things that are continual things that need to be done. Uh, if you're working on your chicken coop, and you need to get away and you need to work on something else to be more productive. Don't go start building uh, your pig, your pig fences. Have stuff you can go do split wood, stack wood, um, weedy, weedy and clear out brush, um, run a burn pile, do something that's productive 
but it isn't going to throw your plan for a whack. It's not going to throw your system into a spiral because you went in the wrong direction. You started a new project, got distracted, and now you never get back to the chicken coop. Uh, there's, um, there's a method that I've been exploring actually just, just to be more productive in my life because I, I have so many things on the fire. Um, the Pomodoro technique, you've probably heard of it. Uh, basically you work for a specific amount of time on a project, then you take a little break and either go back to that project or shift gears to another project, uh, like 20 minutes, half hour, uh, and then you shift gears. So maybe bouncing back and forth between building a chicken coop and uh, stacking firewood, you build the chicken coop for a half an hour, you take a five minute break, you walk over and, uh, and then you stack firewood for half an hour or whatever those times work out for you that you can stand to do it. But having, having those productive things, um, having the productive things to do is, um, is essential to keeping you from bouncing from major project to major project. Uh, let me see. Let me get caught up on the comments here. Uh, <laughs> Kyle said uh, him and Jason from Kentucky Sustainable Living were chatting about the Insta Homesteader being a full-time job. Uh, and they said that the big homestead channels are not as magical as they are on video. What you see on screen is... Um, is yeah <laughs> what you see on screen is not necessarily what uh what is actually going on and if it is they have a team doing that so oh, <laughs> oh hunter oh hunter hunter says his wife added about 35 dollars to the ch chicken coop build because of instagram seafoam green paint because it needed to be pretty <laughs> Oh, Kyle says that's pretty much ADD. No, but I understand. I understand um, that's ADD, but it is a focus technique. If you, if you can, if you normally switch it up at, at a half an hour, maybe set a timer for 40 minutes. Give that a try. If you end up comfortable doing 40 minutes, maybe you can bump it to 45. Maybe you can't. Uh, but my, my, thing on my list my, the the thing i was my point i was trying to get across is have things have things that will be productive but won't sidetrack you off your major projects or throw a kink in your long-term plans have the little things to go work on um so the busy work things the things that can be done that need to kind of be done they're not essential but they're productive. Uh, using timers, uh, timers on your phone. Every phone has a clock, a stopwatch, a timer. Uh, you can get uh, timers that go everywhere, stick everywhere, this and that. So definitely look into timers. Um, find some non-homesteading activities and hobbies. Have some stuff that you do that lets your brain switch off from homesteading. I found that when I would dive into other things, my desire to get back to the homesteading projects would would go up. 
I would be able to work on them more effectively, more efficiently, and for longer when I was able to dip away and do things different that I enjoyed. Um, other hobbies, other skills, uh, whether it's working out or working on clocks or playing video, don't play video games, just don't play video games. Um, whatever, uh, working out, it would be a great one. Go for a run, uh, or, or organize, uh, organize your, your belt buckle collection or make a knife. There's a ton of things that you can do that aren't, that aren't, um, that aren't homestead related that, that can shift your, uh, shift your attention. <sighs> Kyle says non-farming activities. What is this language you speak of? Kyle, um, content creation, video editing, um, things like that, podcasting, those are not farm-related activities. You have plenty, plenty of things that you work on that, uh, that distract you and move your mind from the homesteading and the butchering side. So, yes, yes, find some non, some things to switch it up. Uh, daily routines routines, schedules, uh, get yourself into, into a routine. If you got a full-time job, you know, you got to get up, you got to get ready for work. When you get home, maybe you spend an hour doing something before dinner and then an hour doing something after dinner. And then it's, it's free time before bed. You can do whatever you want. Uh, if you're full-time on the farm, uh, if you're, if you're working for yourself on the farm, like Kyle is set yourself, your schedule. And use that timer. Consciously think about um, how much time you're going to put into each thing. Put it on paper. One of the things that I'm starting to do, and uh, and I've failed um, multiple days in a row, but uh, over in Rob Kaiser's group, and I think it migrated from Nicole Sauce's LFTN group, uh, is the my three things um, method. Basically, you you strive to accomplish three things in your day. You say, oh, three things. That's not a big deal. It can be. It really can be. Um, it really can be difficult to knock those things off the list. If you knock them off the list, you can always add more. But but trying to achieve a base level of three different activities in a day and putting them out there in, in a group, in a social media, on your Facebook post or on your X feed or Twitter feed or whatever it is over on Noster. Putting your three things out there makes you think, did I get them done? Am I going to get them done? I really need to work on this. Being able to think through and 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 pick three things to put on that list that you know are important, that you know you can accomplish, are very good for getting your brain going um, and getting you motivated to go in that direction. Question is, what do you do if you don't uh, finish the three things? Well, you, you finish the ones you do and you put the ones on the list for the next day at the top. So there is that. Uh, Kyle says, get your kids involved. I'm not sure how that would that would uh, satiate your ADHD or ADD uh, as you're building your farm. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It makes it all mentally worth it. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, wow. Thanks, MSU Rifle. <laughs> He's failed at finding a good podcast for months now. Perfect. I appreciate that. 
Wow. Um, along with doing those daily routines and daily schedules and uh, and things like that, when you're planning those, know your know yourself, know your habits, know um, know how long you can focus on things, and really schedule your day to your strengths. You may think it's a disability. Uh, they people have may have told you you need to take drugs. It's bad. Blah blah blah. You know what? If you if you think about what your strengths are, if you think about what you enjoy doing, if you think about how your brain works and how long you can work on something, do it. Use it to your advantage. Schedule to your strengths. Um, yeah. You use your disability to your advantage. Um, Corey, Corey threw in a couple this morning. <coughs> um, <laughs> Corey threw something in there this morning that says uh, that um, do not move on to the next project, major project or regular project. <laughs> any, she's, she's over here going, any, stop qualifying it. Um, do not move on till the next project until everything is done. Uh, everything is done, whether it is the intended goal or stopping point of the project for the day, uh, time wise, whatever, but everything done, meaning your tools are put away, your supplies are put away. You've gotten to that checkoff point of where you need to be finished before you start the next project. Like I said earlier, if it's building a chicken coop, it's going to take more than a day. Um, put your tools away. One of my biggest issues on our farm, on our 35-acre farm, was finding my damn tools when I wanted to use them. And logically, how I figured it out would be I would go back and think over the last week what I had been working on. Because I'd worked on 100 different things. If I'd focused on working on one thing, completed it, put the tools away, they would have been where I wanted. Uh, organization, having things labeled where they need to go putting them back. Shadow boards are great. Um, and just get in that routine of finishing things before you move on. Um, not <laughs> Kyle says, put tools away, question mark. Hunter says, finish tools away. They're all laughing at me. They think that your idea is a little silly. I think your idea was fantastic because I saw what it did to me. Uh, I wasted more time tracking down tools if they were all centrally located and I just put them away when I was done working on the project for the day. It would have uh, it would have saved me so much time in the long run. Uh, finishing projects. Yeah, you get going, you get it close enough. Like I said, I was good for getting everything close enough. I'd get it close enough and then it'd be functioning. And then I would set, sit there and look at finishing it and go, well, I really don't need to finish it because it's good enough. It's close enough. It's functioning. Uh, but it wasn't finished. It wasn't finished. Hunter says, I live in a postage stamp. It's around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I lived on. We worked. I, I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> Pip's all Pip's all upset. He's having mental breakdowns as a as an ex mechanic and uh, put the damn tools in their home. K Bong says limit the number of tool boxes. Yes, yes, uh, that is definitely something to consider. Um, one spot 
or centrally located spots for different types of tools uh, is, a, is also a good method. But getting them put away at the end of the day, at the end of the job is, uh, is vital. And I was horrible at it. I will, I will, uh, I will cop to that for sure. All these things on this list, you know why they're on the list is because I was bad at all of them and I'm still bad at a lot of them, but I, I realized the benefit in them. So I, uh, I thought I'd bring them here for you guys to, um, to check out. That's kind of what I had on the list. Kyle says, I will find tools all over 14 acres. Yeah, dude. I uh, Minnesota was the worst because you would have stuff out. And especially this time of year, I don't know if it snowed up there yet. But um, man, around this time in the next couple of weeks, if anything was out, if anything was in the garden, if anything was out behind the shed, if anything was um, back by that outside chicken run that you were working on, you weren't going to find it until May. It snowed, and normally once it snowed, you we'd get dumped on earlier in the season, and a lot of stuff was covered until spring. So, yeah, there is something to be said for putting the shit away every day, um, even when there isn't snow in the forecast. So, yeah, I've learned, I've learned hard lessons through all of these and um, definitely will attempt to be better the next, uh, the next property we take and, and try to transform whatever that looks like. Uh, I'm going to follow my own list and I'll hit them real quick. Uh, observe, observe for quite a long time, make a plan, get it on paper, get it on whiteboard, find a mentor to help you with that plan and maybe help guide you through it. Somebody that keeps you accountable for, uh, for doing the things that you decide you want to do, uh, and, and really finishing and staying on track. Uh, lots of busy work and extra side projects, including some non-homesteading hobbies to switch your brain up a little bit. Um, and then working in that Pomodoro technique, the, the working for a set amount of time, taking a break, moving, shifting, or going right back to that project, depending on how your brain works. Routines, daily schedules, possibly think about uh, the My Three Things method. Uh, know yourself and your habits and schedule to your strengths. Um, use your disadvantage for an advantage. I know it sounds silly. I know it sounds hard, but think about it. Think about what you're doing and how you work most effectively. And if you schedule to that strength, yeah, make it, make it, make it, uh, uh, take it from something that's holding you back to something that's making you ex exceed expectations, um, and tool organization, completing projects, putting things away. I think it's a decent list. Um, I'm pretty sure, um, <laughs> K-Box says fastest way to buy a second tool is having one over winter. Yup. Um, <laughs> Pip says, hell, I don't even own a home and I have tools in five different locations all over Orlando. That's fantastic. Hunter says, uh, that three things, the, my three things, it's a dopamine hit too. And it's definitely worth it. I never even looked at it from that side, uh, Hunter. Thanks for bringing that up. But yes, every time you click something off the list, it's a dopamine hit. I was successful. I did something. I crossed something off the list. You get down to the bottom of the list and you're pumped. You can either spend the rest of the day doing whatever you need to do um, because obviously you got your three most important things done or you can add something onto the list because you're motivated to keep going. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Hunter, for bringing that up. I uh, I totally missed that uh, that part of the my three things, and it makes it more it makes it all that more effective. So, 
Guys, that's what I got for today. If you guys have other tips, feel free to reach out on Telegram, email me, uh, drop them. I will, I'm sure we'll be talking about this topic more in the in the future on the show because it's just that type of person that definitely wants to get into this. Um, Adam, we're all we're all kind of a little a little polymath in this community. And um, and I think uh, I, I, I think this is valuable information for someone like I said, diagnosed um, with ADD, ADHD, or just someone that knows themselves enough to know that uh, their attention gets drawn to shiny things. So I, uh, I appreciate you guys listening and be sure to check out Nicole's, um, Nicole's video offerings over at the link. I put it, put it in the, in the, in the show notes for both the video and the audio and in the comments earlier in the show about, uh, about, 20 minutes in, I think so. Uh, all right. All right. Kyle says, once you've finished something, make sure you take the time to appreciate what you've built. Yes, for sure. All right, guys, I got to get out of here. If you'd like to participate in the live comments, you can always join the live recording Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about the episode along with links to all my social media services I offer and recommended products and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. It's hump day. Humpty hump. Get over it. And we will uh, catch up with you on Thursday. I can see the light